Investing in our future. Acting now and acting well with Arabile Kumede. This podcast series is dedicated to considering what decisions we need to commit to in order to see meaningful change. Powered by Standard Bank. All of a sudden, we're going to reach markets both locally and the rest of the African territories that previously would have been out of reach for us. If you've got the first two partners on your platform already finding strong ways to collaborate, the genetic componentry of the platform is working. Mm. And that's really the magic. We have to continue winning as a great financial services provider on the continent to our corporate client base and other businesses. That is actually our foundation. It's the reason we've got almost the opportunity to move into the new. Welcome to Investing in Our Future, Acting Now and Acting Well, a podcast series unpacking how to redefine business for a regenerative future. In this podcast series, myself, Arabi Lekomete, will be unpacking the current state of environmental, social and corporate governance in South Africa, as well as the shifts needed to make a fundamental change that can achieve a resilient and regenerative economy. If we don't act now, we risk everything. We have reached the limits of business as usual. The environment, society and even the economy can no longer afford for us to play the blame game. The world needs us to solve these problems as business and society. One thing is for sure that if we succeed in acting now and acting well, we can redesign our economy and unlock sustainable growth. Investing in our future. Acting now and acting well. Powered by Standard Bank. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Let's get straight into the conversation then. And Jonathan, maybe if I could start off with you, what exactly is a platform business and, and what does it mean for the consumer also? Thanks, Arabila. It's great to be here with you and my partner colleagues on the line. So as you've said, the group strategy is part of our sort of future-ready transformation is to move towards becoming a client-centered platform-based business. Yeah. What this basically means is we're looking now to move beyond just selling financial services products to our client base. So one of the analogies that's often used is the mall analogy. We want to become more than just a shop in the mall and actually own the mall. Mm. right? And so what that means for us is we need to now be thinking about how clients want to be served. And the way they were served in the past has significantly changed. There's been a massive shift in power. So the power now sits with the consumer. You know, in our daily lives, we know how we want to consume things digitally. and and remotely and it's very different to how we consumed in the past. So what that means is that organizations that want to move into the platform-based business or play in the ecosystem type world need to move beyond the traditional product push approach and start thinking about value propositions, end-to-end sort of journeys of proposition for clients. And to do that, you need to embrace partnerships. You can't be all things to all people if you're going into into a platform-based type of model. Very data-centric though, isn't it? I mean, you, you take in quite a lot of data in here in order to be able to give, I suppose, what the consumer and clients want. How do you make sure you take in the right data and then you use that data correctly? There's two things you need to think about. Firstly, as an incumbent organization, like a big financial services provider, you've yeah. got an incredible amount of data already. Data on your existing clients that you've historically served, data on the market, and the third-party data sources. So you need to firstly use what you've got. And then you need to very carefully think about propositions that are going to serve your clients, but also bring new data. And the new data you're bringing in is to make sure that you're constantly evolving your offerings. You need to be looking for adjacencies. And those adjacencies now 
with, you know, big data and the ability to use machine learning and AI mean that you can actually quite smartly work out where to go next in helping your client with the next problem statement. Mm. Ben, let me come to you then as a transaction capital. Partnerships with the likes of Standard Bank have certainly been a part and parcel of the business. But how do businesses then approach that sort of partnership uh, in order to benefit customers? Yeah, Arabile, you know, customers would literally ask us, and I think Jonathan elaborated to some of it to say, listen, we've got certain problems. You can solve some of it, but how can you partner with other customers such as the bank and various others to potentially provide an offering that literally spans our value chain and possibly our ecosystem? Because it is incredibly cumbersome for companies to partner with many other partners that provide solutions to them that places a huge overhead on their IT spend, the resources capabilities, and it usually takes a very long time to then deliver what the company actually wants. So yeah, we've been incredibly successful joining up with Standard Bank in that journey to say, how can we tag team up to deliver stuff to the market in a clear, concise, obviously a very compliant, but in a very agile way to offer something that customers don't have to then reach out to many solution providers. Yeah, the agility then I suppose means that you can continuously change the relationship, right? Or the partnership to suit both of you, of course, but you're able to adapt as things change as well to ensure that both of you get the get the best out of it. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the benefits and the strength of our company. Obviously, we're not as big as a, as a major corporate bank, but part of our reason for existence is we are agile, we are nimble, and we can adjust a lot quicker because we don't have legacy platforms. And yeah. obviously, from that perspective, and of course, we use some of the latest, greatest tech out there. So it's in our own capability to do it, not just for our customers, but then potentially also for the alliance partners that, that we serve behind us. Uh, Gergiva, the founder, and CEO at Identify. Let's talk then about exactly what Identify is. Then we can sort of unpack partnerships as well and how you've partnered to try and bring solutions to consumers. Thanks, Aribile. Identify is a face authentication business and a biometric authentication business, which means, Aribile, you hold up your phone, you take a selfie, you prove that you're really Aribile, that you are three-dimensionally alive at that moment. Mm. And at that moment makes it fourth-dimensionally alive. I've always wondered though, what happens if I have like a lot of makeup? Does that still work? First thing is not to judge yourself. Everybody (laughs) needs a bit of confidence. And if you need a bit of base before you drop the base, it's fine. It works across ages. It works across face furniture. It works across spectacles. It Mm. works across ethnicities. Of course, it's not going to work if you're six years old relative to 46 year old. Sure. But if you're 18, to 75, we've seen an incredible capability Mm. in the space authentication technology. It really is extremely powerful. The second thing that Identify is is world leading at is the ethnicities and the culture and the diversity we see on the African continent. So we were pioneers in making sure that the face authentication technology developed in Europe and developed in the US could actually translate to this continent, to our home, because it didn't originally. And the beauty of the partnership with Standard Bank was that we had massive data sets of training. When I think of the partnership was the ability to prove statistically and at sample size, huge data sets that our technology was superior. And we got that data science. We got that statistical relevance from friends and family of the program with Standard Bank. Mm. We couldn't have done it ourselves. And that combination really is what, what makes a marriage work. Yeah, I suppose putting it to scale was what this partnership allowed you to do a whole lot more as well, right? So so certainly beneficial in, in that point of view. Jonathan, the continuation of these creating a relevant economic drive for platforms like Identify as well to be part and parcel of your journey as a platform business. Absolutely crucial, right? And you have to continue to find all of those 
because you can't do it yourself. You're not yep. an identifier. So you want to have that authentication process on a standard bank app or whatever the case may be, but you're going to need them to kind of play that role. Yeah, there's actually two ways in which we've we've partnered with uh, the likes of an identifier. One, you've you've hit the nail on the head. We use the identifier technology in our own apps. So mm. we've solved the biometric problem statement for ourselves yeah. as, a, as a corporate operating on the continent. What we've now done though, and the new sort of engagement we've got with identify in, in the business that, that I'm involved in within the bank is to use them less as a vendor to help our own problem statement, yeah. but to package their capability on a platform that we can then distribute out to our clients that we know have got the same problem. Mm. So we know and trust this tech. We use it ourselves. We have grown it as Gersh said, and we're going to continue to grow it with our need in our markets. And there's a massive benefit we've seen through this platform-based business model we're now driving to serve our clients who've got the exact same problems. I mean, it doesn't matter what business you're in, which markets you're in. On the continent, there's use case in your workflows to understand that it is Arabile or it is Jonathan Lamb Mm. you're doing business with. Incredibly important. And so that's actually the new way we're partnering with the likes of Ger and in fact Transaction Capital to combine assets that, as you say, we should never be an identity management provider or a biometric expert. Sure. Leave that to the experts. But bringing them together into a single place where we can serve our clients for these new composite propositions. That's our real new exciting journey that we're going on. Still to come on Investing in Our Future, acting now and acting well. We talk about how African businesses could be capable of becoming platform businesses and just how many partnerships can be built through just these discussions. Gur, as as an entity that then provides this to the likes of Standard Bank, does that open you up to, for one, the rest of the continent, for example? Absolutely. If you look at Ben, Jonathan and Gur, Jonathan's created a vision. He's got the backing of Standard Bank to distribute through the continent. Standard Bank is by far the largest bank of corporates and commercials in South Africa and on the continent. But more than just identify collaborating with Standard Bank, Jonathan and Standard Bank, by really envisioning it, by collaborating with the leaders, the thought leaders, the authors of the book on platform strategies, have allowed Ben and Gur and Identify and Transaction Capital to collaborate because Transaction Capital has got a wealth of experience in history, in credit data, in mm. collection data, mm. in statistical relevance there that we don't have. And so all of a sudden, John is sitting back with his feet up with a glass of red wine relaxing <laughs> while his partners on the platform are making magic. Now that, yeah. if you've got the first two partners on your platform already finding strong ways to collaborate, yeah. the genetic componentry of the platform is working. Mm. And that's really the magic. I mean, Ben, being a part of, of all of this as well, means that with the kind of data you have, data protection is a huge part of it, right? So you collaborating in this sense then says to you that you have an added filter and an added way of, of, of protecting the business and making sure that consumers then want to turn to this form of business or platform businesses as well because there's an added layer of protection, right? Absolutely. Yeah, spot on. Obviously, we also operate a fully-fledged credit bureau um, mm. within the, the stable companies within Transaction Capital. And we've been a trusted service provider to probably all the banks in South Africa in areas where they have assets that's under distressed. I'll give it the common name. It's, it's people who typically don't pay their dues. And as Gur mentioned, we've got probably beyond 20 years of data on typically the unserviced market. Um, and our SA taxi business is a great example of that. But we've got fantastic data insights and how to find people knowing their spending and paying 
patterns, how to reach them if, if they change telephone numbers and that type of thing. But all in a responsible way, fully poppy compliant, keeping the data Chinese walls through our other businesses. And of course, we then enable Stanabank for the first time to offer this type of intel out to their clients to say, don't just use a bank to make payments and run collections or debit orders, but we can actually advise you now through some of our trusted partners on what to do, when to do, and how to do it better is the right word here. And of course, do it highly sufficiently. The COVID impact are a billion. I mean, it's, it's fairly obvious. They've impacted business in a huge way because all yeah. of a sudden, the consumer behavior has shifted. There's not enough disposable income. Mm. They maybe not pay their debts as, as good as they used to. And it's difficult to get hold of them. All of a sudden, you start phoning the guy's company where you used to work to, but now he works at home. And now you sure. can't get hold of him. And that's where partners like Identify and ourselves um, come together to say, but hold on, we have tools and data and, and technology to enable you to still achieve what, what you needed to achieve, although the world has dramatically changed since the COVID pandemic. Yeah, clearly there's still room for growth then, Ben, right? I mean, there's still room for other collaborations and, and, and ways that will still best suit customers and ensure that they find the best solution for them is what we're certainly looking for in this case. What would you say are maybe the key areas you, you, would, you would want you know, to, to get focused on, not necessarily just by yourselves, but really even as an industry? Yeah, great question, Arabila. It's been very fascinating. So I've picked it up definitely from Standard Bank and their thinking, and I think they've been quite formal in their strategic approach. But I'm slowly but surely picking that up in service providers like ourselves, where the mind should have moved to say, I will not partner with a potential competitive mind because I'm worried they're going to steal my ideas and tech into more shifting in, but perhaps I can collaborate with them in a secure and responsible way, but jointly all of a sudden we can offer stuff to the market that previously wouldn't have even thought about mm. possible. And it's interesting, we obviously to the front runners on the Standard Bank One Up platform. I'm very curious to see how this journey impacts and flows out as Standard Bank bringing more partners, because clearly we're not just going to collaborate with Standard Bank, we're going to collaborate with the guys they bring into the journey. And then as an ecosystem, all of a sudden, we're going to reach markets sure. both locally and the rest of the African territories that previously would have been out of reach for us. Yeah, you effectively become a multinational just like that, right? Are, are we able to do that a whole lot better now on the continent? Because we look at ourselves and say, oh, a lot of the South African businesses aren't a success elsewhere just purely because such difficult markets. But if we're able to partner in this way, surely success is almost guaranteed. Guaranteed. I mean, we'll prove that. We'll prove that. <laughs> it um, is home after all, right? Yeah, Africa yeah. is home. No, for you. of course. I think, look, you know, the power of, of, of how we can approach this now with strategies like this is big incumbent organizations. I mean, Standard Bank, big established organization, yeah. 20 markets, feet on the ground in all those markets. We're not too dissimilar from many other big corporates, you know, that, yeah. that operate on the continent. Yeah. Some of them from overseas that operate on the continent. Some have come from here. Some are domestic corporates in the sure. different markets. What we've got and what we've done, and this is where the opportunity sits for us, we've solved some big problems in our time, right? Mm. Doing business the way we have in these markets historically, we've solved some big problems. And what that's done is two things. It's given us access to a client community because we've served them historically well with our traditional financial products, right? Now, when you open that client community up in, in a single platform where you can do you can source what is the digital need for corporate Africa mm -hmm. you know, in a community. Mm -hmm. Then if you marry that with the right partners that you've curated and you've, you know and trust, because you can see a buy-side problem statement within your client base or your community, then you can open up opportunity way beyond for your partners, markets, different use cases, clients that they would perhaps 
have difficulty getting into. And it becomes a bit like a win-win-win situation. So win for our client because they're getting now served with more than just traditional banking products. Sure. We're standing behind a set of partners that we bring into the platform in a very structured, well-governed way. Win for the partner because we're giving them access into different markets, mm. different customers that they wouldn't easily get to. And win for the platform owners, which is us. Um, and it's really a mutual sort of benefit in, in the way that we've approached it so far. Mm. It's still a huge funding exercise, right? Is it concerning how much you have to outlay or is it a case of, well, the benefit is going to far out, out, outweigh what we need to outlay now? Yeah. First and foremost, our existing product set, that's our bread and butter. Sure. We need to continue investing in that like we always have. We have yeah. to continue winning as a great financial services provider on the continent to our corporate client base and other businesses. Sure. So that's a given and people often forget that that is actually our foundation. It's the reason we've got almost the opportunity to move into the new, mm. right? Mm. And we mustn't neglect that. We must continue to invest. So the big outlay is still there, but those are profitable products. That gives us an opportunity to put some resources, time and money, people behind the new, these platform-based ideas. Yeah. And we start small. We're not going with massive investment into these things. Connecting partners that have already got IP working capability, hosted in their own environments, is far easier than building something from scratch. Yeah. And so actually the economics of the new, if you do it incrementally and you don't go big bang and you do small things and you learn quickly and you pivot, aren't perhaps as big as one might think. Ben, let me give you a closing word, maybe perhaps just with regards to, uh, I suppose, looking at business differently from here on and realizing that it's not just brick and mortar anymore. Yeah, agree. Um, Arabila, you mentioned it earlier, all of a sudden technology have enabled us to span. I mean, I used to, in my own capacity, but also with Standard Bank, we used to run focus groups to get customers and you would put a whole bunch of them in a the room, you had to feed them mm. and ideate with them and soundboard for them. Now you don't have to feed us anymore, right? <laughs> and that took a long time and your rate of learning was slow because you can't put more than 20 people in the room, otherwise it becomes unmanageable. Yeah. So your time to market, to learn, and then dev, and then test was long. But yes, you know, technology has enabled us. We can now do focus groups five a day, literally. And it sure. doesn't matter if you're in South Africa, Rustenburg, or Botswana. And then, of course, leveraging on top of Standard Bank's Wana platform all of a sudden opens up Africa to us, which previously would have just been unthinkable to us. So that's been an incredible journey. And mm. Jonathan has spoken about you do quick little steps here. I don't have to massively invest. Let, let me share actual use case here. So we started talking to the bank about the idea. We then market research, okay, focus groups via Teams and Zoom to yeah. customers. Then we ran a beta test platform and then we actually delivered a phase one of the product. And I'm being honest here, in seven months from talking about it to researching, to validating, to beta, to go live in a production environment with real major companies, mm seven months. And that's literally how the power of this platform technology enables yeah. all of us to go to market real quick. And for that reason, yeah, the spend is not as big as, as traditionally it used to be. Okay. The response to your client uh, services solution, I mean, that must have been huge as well. And, and, and hopefully for the future, things get yeah. just even bigger. Absolutely. I mean, we see this, as you said, as a gateway into Africa to, to effectively tens of thousands of clients. We've got leading face authentication capabilities, uh, leading data enhancement capabilities from transaction capital, all of it distributed on this massive, big, blue, trusted corporate governance platform mm. delivered by Standard Bank. And that the power of 
that sort of trifecta is enabling us. We, I mean, that we're already closing actively a massive payment gateway business together as, as we speak on this call. So absolute game changer, I think, for all parties. Jonathan, a final word then from you. I mean, it, it's these sort of things that are going to allow us to, to thrive and just be a bank of the future, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think so. Our OneHub strategy is now firmly out in the market. It's one of the, the routes we're taking to start moving towards the small concept. And we've seen early traction. So I'm very, very excited around the next 12 to 24 months, watching these partners co-create with each other, bringing on new partners, serving our clients in new ways. I think we need to get to that point where both the market and our clients see us as more than just what we've traditionally been. Yeah, so important to be able to change the vision, change how you're perhaps viewed as well right now, because that will certainly help not just now, but certainly in future as well. To Jonathan, Ben and Gurr, thank you so much for being part of this Investing in Our Future podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it on your social networks. The more people acting well and acting now, the better. Remember to subscribe via your favorite podcast apps in order to receive the episodes as they launch in quick succession. If you have comments on what has been covered, please further the conversation using the hashtag Powering Impact. Until next time, goodbye. Investing in our future. Acting now and acting well with Arabile Kumede. This podcast series is dedicated to considering what decisions we need to commit to in order to see meaningful change. Powered by Standard Bank.